2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, baby. And Merc, Merc man, listen up. Yes. Got ourselves a very special guest today. We got a visitor? We got a visitor. Coming to the studio. The virtual studio. Mind yourself, there's an open seat for you right there. Go on, sit down. Sit on down there, sir, and introduce yourself to the people. Hey, what up? It's King Thugless. How y'all doing? King Thugless. Now, King Thugless is a streamer of some renown. Go ahead and tell the people what you do out there. Let them know. Let, them, <laughs> let the people know what you're about. Some renown, I like it. Oh, that's only to my kingdom. <laughs> that's where that renown lies. Yeah, man, I... Uh... I stream almost nightly on Facebook Gaming. Do a lot of battle royale streams. Really, we just like to have people come through the chat and kick it and enjoy our goofy shenanigans. Excellent, man. Well, I'm I'm happy to get into what you've been playing lately. What you get into, we'll talk about that pretty soon. I understand though that you recently joined the ranks of fatherhood. I did. I did. November seventeenth, twenty twenty. November seventeenth, twenty twenty. Got yourself a little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Esri, man. She's. I'll tell you what, man. Fatherhood is my greatest honor of all, mm-hmm. all of my all of my accomplishments, man. Fatherhood is the one, the one I hold the highest. That's cool. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah. Well, uh, I got a five year old. He just turned five in January. Nice. Derek's got himself a little girl. Derek, if you had any advice. Having been a father for four years, if you had any advice to give to another new father, what do you, what do you think it would be? Wait, like, what what, what are we preparing King Thugless for? Whip out the oh, notes, King Thugless. Here it goes. You're about to have some sleepless nights, and these <laughs> girls, they got some attitudes on them, man. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That's the biggest thing is patience. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, because I don't know how you were raised, but a lot of parents, they immediately go to physical punishment. Mm. Mm. And... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, right. And that's not a thing that me and my wife decided we were going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly just about patience because, I mean, they're kids and they're going to do dumb stuff and they're going to kid. You know what I mean? So it's better to I feel it's better to kind of listen, talk to them, let them know what they did wrong. And then whatever discipline you decide to come to terms with with the mother of your child, then it is what it is. But I just we we don't do the physical thing, but. I know everybody's not the same, so. Yeah, I don't want to throw any shade at people who use capital punishment, but I feel like it's a <laughs> shortcut. I feel like my, I, I grew up in a, my mom was a single mom, right? She worked all damn day. She came home. She didn't have the energy or the patience or the time for the nonsense. Yeah. So sometimes smacking me around was what saved my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't cross the street. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Boom. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like Derek. I'm the same way. You know, we got me and Kristen are a team. And we're trying to raise Ben without resorting to that and trying to, you know, respect his personhood, his oneness, you know, and uh, most of the time we give him options. We throw down the hammer. There's certain behavior we definitely don't accept. And as soon as he exhibits it, we stop everything and make sure he understands what his options are. You you finish this damn broccoli or you go to timeout. Now what you going to do? Yeah, you know, yeah. so and. And that actually that actually works really well. Him being five, he's definitely getting into more of a selfish phase. I've noticed like he's been mm. oddly selfless up to this point. And now he's finally like, that's not fair whenever something doesn't go his way. Mm. So 
we're wrestling with that. I think he's starting to understand. And the other thing I'm struggling with right now is his crippling fear of failure. Whenever he's drawing a picture or doing schoolwork, if he messes up a letter or uses the wrong color or something goes outside what he wants it to happen, he just throws the whole thing away and runs off in a huff. So mm-hmm. my thing I'm really trying to focus on, because I think this is a lesson that a lot of us sometimes struggle with on into adulthood. And I think, you know, as, as an up coming streamer, you can probably relate to this too. It's okay to fuck up. In fact, I think that you need to fail in order to get good at something. Failing is like what you do on the path to success, like on the path to becoming great at something. So that's something I'm trying to instill in him right now. Stag, you just kind of spoke to my soul, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Like, Truth like, bombs I, dropping. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, I mean, Truth you got to shore. When you, well, that's what I love about being a father, man. When, when you're a father, you have to shore up these life lessons because you have to figure yourself out before you can impart that onto this little one, right? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm just always keenly aware and, and thinking of what it felt like to be him and how frustrating it was that I couldn't express myself the way I yeah. wanted to all the time and that my emotions ran wild. And so I'm sensitive to that with him and I want to work with him to make it a little bit easier for him. That's what I'm focusing on. So Yeah, and I, like I've already learned so much from her and she can't even talk, you know. Like, yeah, she's she, a cutie. I've seen her on Facebook. She's oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> she is every time I look at her, I, I can't help but smile. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I would be that way regardless of what she looked like, if she was a boy, if she was a girl. You mm-hmm. know, but like yeah. every time I look at her, like I'm about to have a real moment here. I was in the mm-hmm. shower and I do a lot of my best thinking in the shower. Mm-hmm. I get these like visions of like her in the future. And what she'll look like or like what she'll be doing. Like, this is her in in high school. She's playing sports. And this is her in college. Mm. I'm sure you've heard this song, Old Lang Syne. Yeah, the one they sing in the years all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that song has stuck with me this year, but I had this vision of her in my head coming home from college. I like honestly want to make it a family thing where we all sit there and when the ball drops, we sing that song together. Hmm. And mm-hmm. it broke me down. Like, I, I, I got out of the shower. My baby mama was like, dude, have you been crying in the shower again? And, <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's not the first time it's happened. Isn't that and crazy? I, uh, like, becoming yeah. a father unlocks this well of emotion in you. Like, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I come to tears so easily now. Yeah. I can't get through an episode of Queer yeah. Eye without crying. I told Derek the other day. Dude. We went we went out to see Creed 2. There's that part where, I can't remember. Who died in Creed? It was Creed 1, I think somebody died. Maybe it was Creed 2. I can't remember. Um, was it the trainer? No, I don't, I don't think Rocky died in oh. Creed 1 or 2. But maybe no, no, he got no, really Rocky's sick. Rocky's trainer. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that yeah, wasn't yeah, in yeah, Creed. Yeah. Was it in Creed? No. I don't know. Polly. Maybe Polly. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Somebody died. And I was like, (laughs) 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 I just can't help it anymore, man. I got all this. It unlocked so much emotion in me that it connects with me so quickly. And it sounds like that's the same with you. I mean, were you particularly sensitive prior to becoming a father or do you feel like you got more or less? Or I mean, I, I would go long stretches without tears unless like right. something happened like I'm going to a funeral or something. Right, 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 right. You know, I've never cried at a wedding. I can almost guarantee I'm going to cry at hers. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I, not particularly. I mean, I <laughs> there's been a running joke recently between me and my baby mom. There's an anime called Iron-Blooded Orphans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's a Gundam series. And that series got me twice. And that never happens. Never happens where a show gets me twice. 
And she just laughed and laughed and laughed. Like, oh my God, <laughs> you're crying at an anime. What's wrong with you? Damn. Like, this is this is Mobile Suit Gundam. These are tough guys. You're supposed to be a tough guy. What's happening? I was just like, oh no, man. Biscuit died. I just can't do it. I think that's good. I think that's the sign that you're going to be a good dad. I think that you have emotional intelligence enough to be able to, you know, deeply feel. And I think that that's going to be a good thing to pass on to your daughter. So I, that's awesome, yeah. man. I just, yeah. I just Wait want... until you uh, get through full metal. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> if you're crying in your blood at orphans, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I've never seen an episode until recently. And I finally got the backstory of what I missed from the original series, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would <laughs> that broke me down. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We were talking about it earlier. I know that you just recently got into it. We do that anime challenge every week, and I'm up yeah. to episode 51 now. 51 almost got me, and we'll talk about it next week. Sure. Uh, obviously, with with the guest on, we're not going to do Derek X Mike this week. But yeah, man, it's a great show. I'm glad you're getting into it, and we'll be interested as a friend of the show to hear what you think. And if you go back, we clearly mark which episodes. I think the very first episode of the podcast that we talked about the anime was called Derek X Mike. I think it's around episode yeah. 14. So if you want to go back and check yeah. that out, then you can go along with us. But sure. I'm excited that you're watching it. It's Derek's favorite anime and we'd be excited to hear what you think about it, but it sounds like fatherhood's going great, man. Congratulations. Seriously. Hey, thank you. Thank it's you, great. Thank you, thank it's great. I'm glad that you're at this point in your life. It sounds like it's something that you really enjoy and appreciate. And that's always good to hear. So, yeah, yeah, so I want to hear more about the origins of King Thuglist. How did you get into the streaming game? Your meteoric rise to your fiefdom. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> you know, I like that. I want to. I want to be the title of a video pretty soon. <laughs> awesome. I want to hear all about it, man. Give Give me the history. All right. Well, it started with gaming, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've always been into games. I actually got into video games when me and my dad built our first computer. We were living cool. in a condo. Dad had made some connections, and there was an old store called Computer Renaissance, and we'd go up there on the weekends, and, you know, by one piece at a time, we'd put this computer together, and it worked. The first game I loaded on it was Math Blasters? Yeah. I remember Math Blasters, yeah. remember Math Blasters? Yeah, yeah, I played that in school, yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible at math. That game did not help <laughs> me one bit. Oh, but no. I loved, <laughs> I, I loved the game, and I loved playing it, and from there, like, it was like Oregon Trail, and then... Mm-hmm. Games kept getting a little bit more sophisticated. So fast forward to this decade, still playing video games. Video games obviously have gotten more complex. But see, I started streaming in 2018, Mm. towards the end of 2018 on Twitch. Honestly, I was just one of those guys. I created a Twitch account just so I could watch other people play video games Mm. and, you know, maybe pick up some tips and tricks. And I, I saw how much fun people were having. And, like, I was having fun just being involved in somebody's gaming session with their buddies and they're goofing off. And these these aren't like big time streamers, you know. They're like smaller streamers where they have four or five, maybe ten people watching and everybody's goofing off in chat and mm-hmm. the gamers are goofing off. And I was like, That's, that seems like a lot of fun. Like, I thought, like, me and my friends, we get up to a lot of shenanigans and it's always a good time and we're always laughing and like, yeah, we're competitive. Like, funny stuff happens when you're competitive. <laughs> It may not be funny in the moment, but you might go back and look at it and be like, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, So me and a buddy of mine decided we were going to, we had just both recently got into Apex Legends. And so what we decided we were going to do is we were going to 
start streaming together as like you know two buddies kind of like this incredible podcast i know it's a uh, player two has entered I mean, these two guys uh, <laughs> we kind of decided we were going to get together and uh you know just kind of create something you know and stream it that kind of started up i was streaming he was streaming and then you know he had some you know personal things come up so he's taking some time off for that you know but i said well you know i'm here i'm i've got half of my stream set up why not go all the way? And so I just started putting time and then with time comes money. And then, you know, it, it just kind of grew from there. Great. Great. Well, I, I've definitely been checking you out lately and looking at the channel. You got your own animated intro. You got, you know, a yeah, lot of different, <laughs> that's new. How new yeah. is that? Three days. Did you commission for that or? No. Nah, um, you, you made that yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Impressive. I'm going to have to commission you for mine then. (laughs) Well, no, it's impressive and it's really cool. And I'm glad that you found, because I I agree with you. You don't necessarily have to be big to have fun. I'm still trying to find my audience. I occasionally get people to come in, but I don't have that like group of five or 10 that comes in and goofs off yet. But I've only just started myself. Like I started a little over a year ago, December of 2019 is when I started. And I do primarily single player games. Like I don't do a whole lot of online multiplayer. So that might also be the reason why it's been a little bit slower for me. But one of the things that I enjoy most about streaming, I think I talked about this a little bit last week, is when I play a moderately popular game, you know, where it has a little bit of a cult following and people just pop in merely just based on the game that I'm playing and say, hey, what you doing? Or, you know, this game's really cool, right? And, oh, watch out for this. Or, hey, you missed that. Or you should try this, that type of thing. And I'm, I'm into those type of interactions when you go along, you know, f- with a story with somebody and mm-hmm. kind of talk about your mutual experience with the game. That's really cool. So Isn't that exciting? I love it. I love it. Honestly, with my stream being out there and stuff, like, yeah, people I know come through all the time. But, like, there's that one person that might be in there that, you know, says, hey, in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I'm immediately focused on them. Like, right. I, I, I mm-hmm. care less what my friends are saying. What are you saying? Like, what's up? I love yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. So uh, we'll talk about towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned, everybody, where people can locate you at, where they can find you, where they can support you. So we'll give you an opportunity to kind of plug your stuff. I, I definitely awesome. think, you know, especially for some of the games that you're going to talk about, people get a good idea of what you play and what they can expect, what they can get into with you. But already, just from talking with you for a few minutes, I can tell that you're a fun, jovial personality to get along with online. So I think people would really probably enjoy checking you out, and I hope that they do. So Yeah, this young man's going places. <laughs> this, man, this young man right here, early 30s, and he already has a kingdom. So Right. The king of, of Thugland, King Thugless. <laughs> well, how did you come up with the name King Thugless, by the way? If you don't oh, mind yeah, asking. yeah, yeah. So my name is Tyler Douglas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mm-hmm. played football in co- college, so everybody used to call me TD. And my number was 37. So for the longest time, my gamer tag was Touchdown 37. Mm. Right? Mm. My best friend, that was just not good enough for him. Because we were playing Rocket League, and this was like, we've been playing Rocket League for years. I mean, we've been playing Rocket League since it came out. Mm-hmm. And he would always comment that I would just, like, do people so dirty in that game. Like, and I'd make them feel <laughs> bad about themselves, and that, you know, they probably just threw their console out the fucking window, and just right. like, were, like, stomping on it, talking about, where's that damn touchdown 37? And he's like, that doesn't even sound <laughs> cool. We gotta come up with something better mm-hmm. for you. 
Mm-hmm. This man took two weeks and wrote down five pieces of papers worth of names. Damn. And <laughs> settled on Thugless. And I was like, wow. Thugless? Now I got a problem because that's not good enough. Mm. <laughs> Put King in front of that. And then there it was. Man. That's Those nice are the best nicknames, deal. man. The ones that other people give you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, King Douglas. I love it. I almost imagine him coming up with all those names, like the Spider-Man montage where he's trying to create his, his suit, but he's yeah. just like, he's just like, um, awesome thirty-one. No, uh, cool guy thirty-seven. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, so it, it became a thing. Every time I'd go over to his house, I'd ch- I'd have to check the refrigerator because that's where he was posting them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd look on the refrigerator to see if there's anything I like. Nope. Let's get nope. to gaming. Yeah. Yeah, he was like Douglas. Douglas, got to be something there. Douglas yeah, rhymes got, with rhymes right. with Douglas. Right, yeah. <laughs> Frederick no. Douglas. Uh, uh, yo, that was one. That was no, one. I'm of the sure Frederick Douglas. Frederick Douglas, and I was like, no, that's not happening. My last name has been Douglas my entire life, or Douglas my entire life. Douglas Ruggish, Ruggless Bone. Right. I actually would have taken that. Douglas Douglas Bone. <laughs> If I if if I could fit that in, I would have actually taken that. You'd be like, hey, hey, as soon as you like you score on somebody with like a badass flip in Rocket League, you've been you've been Douglas Ruggles Bond, baby. Right. Douglas Ruggles Bond. <laughs> 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 oh no. Yeah. Oh no, I'm wishing it was. We got paper stacks and Merkman, Douglas in the house. Oh, in the house. MC. And Tasha. <laughs> she's, she's still there. She's always there. Yeah, I need it so bad. Oh, that's good stuff. I love it. I love origin stories, man. All right. Well, speaking of stories, whew, Derek, I heard you have a story. Of a oh, of man. tragic proportions. What happened yeah. this week, man? So, Victoria, my wife, broke her ankle last oh. night. Ooh. Yikes. Last night being Friday night. The perfect night to have a good time and also break bones, apparently. Damn. <laughs> so, what happened was, we were both standing up in the living room, and uh, our recliner chair was fully reclined out. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was trying to hand me something, and she tripped over the recliner extension and then my daughter's Barbie car with two Barbies in it mm. was uh, right below her foot. And she stepped on it and slid and twisted and fell down. And both the Barbies were beheaded in the process. Ooh, damn. That's brutal. Yeah. For their crimes yeah. <laughs> against my wife. <laughs> she's laying there on the ground and she's like in intense pain. Oh. And at first, she's not like saying anything. She's just like. Silent, you know, when you, you're hurt so bad and you just can't, you can't even, yeah, there's no sound, that yeah, out with your yeah. mouth mm-hmm. wide open, yeah, and then she just just starts screaming. And oh, god, babe, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Where does it hurt? Where does it hurt? It hurts here. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm calling, I'm calling an ambulance. She's like, no, don't call them, they're expensive. I just need a minute, right? I just need a minute. It's not even they were expensive. She was just like, I just need a minute. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, babe. And then she's just like two minutes passed and she's still in pain. I'm like, all right, I'm calling an ambulance. Mm-hmm. I'm calling. And she's just like, but I'm not dressed for it. It's like, we'll get you some, we'll get you some <laughs> different clothes to put on and we'll get you, we'll get you set and ready. And then they get there. 
one of the paramedics was this black woman and she was so sweet so nice and this other the other one was a white dude who was not as sweet or as nice and he mm. actually ended up buffing her foot like twice what the hell man yeah like it was accidental but when she was laying on the floor like he, mm. his boot accidentally kicked her foot she's Jesus like oh, christ fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, am I going to have to kick your ass, man? <laughs> really, right? <laughs> and then Twice, they had like, said? yeah, the second time was when they took her down the steps in like the little wheelchair thing. Yeah. And her foot kind of got bumped against the sidewalk. It is all bad. Oh, man. But needless to say, we get to the hospital and of course it's COVID and I forget mm. about that. And they are, uh. they don't let you uh, wait inside the waiting mm. room or mm. see them in their room or anything. So mm. I drove up to Community North. It's like 20 minutes away. And then I just basically had to drive home. I went home and she texts me. She says, yeah, so I broke my ankle in three places mm. and I'm going to have to get surgery. Damn. And But nobody can do surgery right now because my foot's too swollen. So I'm going to have to call on Monday. To get a surgery set up. I was like, God damn it. That sucks. The shit always happens like on the weekend when no one can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are in a unique position where it actually might be easier for you during the week because you're self-employed. But I always think about how injuries on the weekend, it sucks because it takes up your weekend. But at least you don't have to worry about missing work and having that whole rigmarole. Yeah. And I was telling her, I was like, well, at least you don't have to go to work. You don't have a job. Yeah. I make enough for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to go to work either. I can stay home and take care of you because, you know, the money I'm is already. Yeah, yeah, I'm a boss, man. So, I'm a boss, baby. <laughs> you know, before, if I was working at like Boar's Head and she was working at Navient, man, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it would have sucked. And then yeah. Nora on top of that. Yeah. It's wild. But yeah. she is That's a blessing. doing. Yeah, she's doing fine. She's on uh, Oxycontin, on that good stuff. So they had her on Percocet at the hospital. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, yeah, they gave me some Percocet. And of course, I was like, Percocet. <laughs> Not a Percocet. <laughs> yeah, Gotta represent. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Ankle broke. But yeah, she's fine. She's in real high spirits about it. It's just, you know, it's just really painful. So, All right. Well, get yeah. well soon, Vicky. That sounds terrible. The way that she described it to my wife via text. What it sounded like the funniest Dick Van Dyke opener I've ever heard in my life, but no. I don't think it was too funny at the time. No, <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry that that happened. That sucks. Well, good news then, I guess, would be like you said, you're able to handle it, take care of it. You're your own boss. You're out here making moves. Speaking of making moves, though, what I'm really interested in is pickups this week. What you got going on? So I saw a Facebook ad and it had like vintage toys, so it had like Power Ranger stuff and. Beetleborgs and some Dragon Ball stuff. And I messaged her. I was like, all the prices were kind of all over the place. It was like $3 for this figure, 3 mm-hmm. for 10 for this one. Mm-hmm. La, la, la. I didn't really look through everything she had. And I said, can I come over and check it out? I want these photos specifically. And then when I went over there, she had like two totes full of stuff. At the end of it all, I was just like, how much do you want for all of this? Mm-hmm. Because... This is a lot of stuff. And I could sit here and go through it all day. She had like an appointment to get to or something. And she said, oh, uh, how about 120 for everything? Because she was selling it for her friend who just had surgery, who was trying to pay for some surgery stuff. And I said, she said 120 I said, cool, that'll work. And so I got the Power Rangers in Space, Astro Megazord, the Mighty Morphin Megazord, Zeo Megazord, Beetleborg stuff, 
some Ninja Turtles stuff. Like, it's crazy. And I also grabbed, oh, it was a giant electronic X-Wing from, like, the 90s. Mm. And also a Attack of the Clones Slave 1 Django Fett ship with, like, all the missiles, the little ball bombs that they drop out of there and everything. So I ended up spending 180 on everything. Mm. You got all that stuff for 180 Yeah. I need to go shopping with you, man. <laughs> it, ain't even, it, ain't even, it ain't even shopping, man. It's the hustle. So for those who don't know, we talk about it every week, but uh, this is this is the livelihood. Derek mm-hmm. is a thrifting champ. That's that's what he do. So if you want to check out any of the stuff that he's got, we got the store for you. Gamer Goodies and yeah. More. <laughs> yeah. eBay.com slash STR slash Gamer Goodies and More. I did all see pictures cool of the Zords. I saw the pictures yeah. of the Zords and stuff all assembled. They looked awesome. Yeah. And I've like, got, just like, like I've got more. But yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really dope. And the funny thing is, uh, I went back the next day to buy some more, and spent like twenty five bucks. And then yesterday, she messages me and she's like, "Hey, I think these four got mixed in with your stuff. Somebody else actually paid for these, and shipping and everything." I was like, oh, "Okay, well, I thought these were just thrown in. So yeah, if you want to come on by and get them, you can get them." Uh-huh. And she said, "Okay, well, I won't pay you back your twenty five dollars for." It. I was like, "No, you don't have to do that. I thought they were throw ins. Like it's fine." Like, just take them back. She's like, no, I, I want to pay you back for your trouble. I was like, okay. <laughs> so she gave me $25 back, and which basically made the stuff that I got from her the previous day free. So cool. I'm still sitting at the 180 with all the extra stuff that I got. So That's a I guess it bro. pays to be honest and nice yeah. to people. Yeah. But uh, the best, yeah, the best part of the story, they were her grandson's toys, and they're like all in pristine condition. She told me that, you know, they've actually got a lot of game systems and games that they're going to be wanting me to sell for them, too. And I can let you know when I get a list of stuff and you're the only one that knows about them. So as soon as I get them, you feel free to come over and look at them. It's like, yes. Sounds like the hookup, (laughs) man. Yeah, because it's like you got to think these toys are from like the early 90s. So he's taking really good care of them, too. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, Sega Genesis, Dreamcast, Saturn. Like, I'm, this is the type of stuff I'm thinking about, like PS1 mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm just, mm-hmm. my mind's running 100 miles a minute, and I just, I can't wait to see what comes of this, because it's so cool. I love getting stuff like this. Me and Vicky went through, and we're, like, looking up the characters and stuff, and we're having a good old time doing it. But, yeah, all <laughs> that stuff is up on the store. Well, most of it's up on the store, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 awesome, man. I love what I do. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned. We'll stay tuned, certainly. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we, we had that huge Walmart sale recently where they were selling things left and right for clearance. How are you coming along on that? I know you uh, you cleaned them out, a lot of stores. Oh, yeah. So I calculated I spent about $837 in two or three days at Walmarts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've already made that back and then some. Cool. So. Great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It is Excellent. crazy. Amazon is this Walmart sale. Well, it's not an advertised sale. Just a lot of Walmarts were putting a lot of games on clearance. Yeah. So games were literally anywhere from three cents to ten dollars, just depending on the game. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, like I was getting Switch games for three cents. It's it's great. It was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that that markup's insane. Like the or the the margin, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can you can sell them back for MSRP or yeah. for. Even even at a discount, still make a huge profit. So that's great. Right. Yeah. Last thing going on with me this week, my back office doesn't have any heat. 
So Vicky offered me to use her office. So I moved all of my like my printer, the computer, everything up to her office. So I take my pictures in her office and print off everything, pack and ship, all that. So now I don't have to be back in the fucking freezing temperatures of my back room. <laughs> like literally I have to put a coat on to go back there, man. Yikes. It's crazy. I've had it looked at too and they just couldn't fix it. Because we have like the the little baseboard heaters. Mm. It's, it's not a central heating and air. Central so. air. Uh, I see. Yeah. You know what's weird? Yeah. Is I have the opposite problem in this house. Now granted, my office, it could be a third bedroom, honestly. But I have so much tech in here that this room is ridiculously hot. Just heats up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When you go out into the hallway and anywhere else in this house, you're going to need coats. Right. <laughs> I'll turn it up, you know, because I got to keep the house a certain temperature for the baby. Right. Uh, right. I'll turn it up. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why the rest of the house won't heat up. That's interesting. Somebody come out and look at the duct work. Yeah. Yeah. That heating and cooling, man. That's a big thing. We're getting into some dad talk now. Let me tell you. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have a house that I built about seven years ago. It has three floors. It's got a basement, the main floor, and the second floor. And heat rises and cool descends we all know that yeah mm-hmm. so what i what i'll typically do when the season transitions like for this winter for instance is i will go through and i will use plastic wrap to seal the vents upstairs most of them so like the unnecessary vents the ones that heat your closet that you never go into or maybe if you have a right. room that you don't use as often that type of shit right yeah. and i'll seal those and i'll let the vents open on the bottom floor so the heat will rise and then for important areas, like say the bedroom, if it gets really cold, I'll let the vent open on that that room, my son's room, that type of thing. So the heat is diverted very specific rooms. We also have, my wife found some really decent stand-up space heaters, super safe ones that mm. look really nice. They have a nice wood finish and they heat the rooms like you wouldn't believe. If anything, if you have a cold room, investing in a really decent space heater, it sounds basic, but it actually ends up really helping with the cooling and heating. And we invested in a storm door, had to get one of those because the house builder's grade didn't have a storm door. And that there's a lot of air coming in through the front door, I noticed. So that actually ended up saving us about 20 bucks a month. I've, I've like done the math and then caulking up the windows. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just every, so every couple of years go through and the windows seals, you know, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. So it's the thing you got to stay diligent on, but like many people, I'm like, who touched the thermostat? Put it back down. <laughs> it was funny. My wife tried to imitate me last night. My son left the door open at grandma's house when she went to go pick him up. Grandma is in our bubble. Like, it's just two households we have. He goes back and forth between the two for school. And he left the door open and she was like, close it. You trying to let all the heat in? I mean, all the cold out? Are you trying to air condition in the... And she couldn't do it. And I was laughing at her. And then last night he left the door open. And I was like, hey, boy, close that front door. You trying to heat all the outside? Come on now. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's a dad that's, phrase. It just comes yeah, naturally. Yeah. Classic, man. My dad, yeah, my dad did that. We were trying to uh, heat the block. We would, right. We'd be driving in the car. He'd be like, man, if you don't roll that window up, I'm not trying to heat up Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> All these other people, they got their own heat. Yeah. yeah, you get that internal thermostat, man. The dads know. Like, it shakes one degree. Like, hey, who touched mm-hmm. this? <laughs> so, well, right on. I, I'm glad I'm not alone in my temperature struggles, and I wish you guys good luck. Thank yeah. You. Speaking of struggles, so pandemic has changed a lot about our lifestyle. Right before, this is thanks to you and Vicky, actually, Derek. Mm-hmm. Right before the pandemic, you guys had told us about the magic of having someone else buy your groceries for you. 
Yes. <laughs> like paying Meyer $10 to do the grocery shopping. So that mm-hmm. opened us up to that. We started to kind of do the grocery ordering online. And then, you know, obviously during the pandemic, it was a godsend. And we started using that app, Instacart. A lot of people may be familiar with Instacart. You can get a subscription to lower like delivery fees and things like that. But you have access to any of your grocery stores, you know, your Kroger, your Aldi, your Walmart, whoever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been using that for a while. But I recently learned that Instacart is union busting. They're, they're busting up unions and they're anti-union, right? Oh. And they're finding their employees on this. And I, being the dirty leftist socialist that I am, and am all about unions, so I have actually quit using Instacart for that reason. We deleted the app. They asked why. I was like, because y'all union busting. Get out of my face. Right. So yeah. there are other ways you can get groceries online. You can order groceries specifically through like a grocery store's website like we did Kroger this week. Mm-hmm. And then just go pick them up. It's actually a little cheaper. And you're not supporting a terrible company that busts unions. So... My little PSA for this week is if you use Instacart and you support unions or you support workers' rights, maybe not use it anymore. But again, it's up to you. I'm not going to shame anybody for convenience sake. I understand what's going on out here in these streets. So. Oh, man. I'm deleting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like like you said, like COVID changed a lot uh, about the way we do things. And mm-hmm. More recently than any time before, have been using Instacart just... You know, we don't want to go out to the grocery store or anything like that, mm-hmm. potentially catch COVID and then bring it home to the baby or whatever. Right. So we, we've kind of taken to using Instacart. And I, I know that she orders from Meyer a lot, like directly. But for some of those other items, she'll do an Instacart order. And now we can't even, now I got to have that conversation. Yeah, there are definitely mm-hmm. other ways to do it. And again, it's up to you, but I'm I'm glad you're with me on that. Like I said, I'm I'm oh, not yeah. about busting unions, not at all. So no. Cool. Well, I'd like to get into what we're playing this week. I can rattle off a few of the games I've been getting into. Uh Tyler, I'd be really interested to hear Mr. Thugless <laughs> what, what you've been oh, yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh let me just I'll rattle off a few. A lot of them I've already talked about on the show, but there's a couple of new developments. So Still playing through Final Fantasy X again. I finally dodged those damn 200 lightning bolts again. <laughs> I hate that mini game. I'm working on Blitzball now. I got about 14 or 13 games left before I can get the Jupiter Sigil, which you need for Waka's ultimate item. Getting those celestial weapons done is the bane of my existence, but yeah. I, I just feel like it's a part of the game like that I need to finish, so... Luckily, mm-hmm. that's really the last hard thing. After that, all the rest of the mini games and stuff to get the sigils aren't too difficult at all. So that's good. Yeah. I rolled credits on Cyberpunk on the stream twice. On Tuesday, I did an ending where I sided with the Arasaka Corporation, and Johnny Silverhand was not happy about that. And <laughs> I did on Thursday, I did the Johnny Silverhand and ending where I let him take over, and him and Rogue took on Arasaka to, to get to the ending. So cyberpunk's a mixed bag we've talked about it before on the show but derek do you want to venture a guess on what happened the first time i rolled credits like what happened during the credits what happened during the credits uh oh god it crashed yeah it did it crashed (laughs) it's crashed on me like 30 times i've stopped counting I, i stopped counting at like 22 but the thing is it keeps crashing. It even had its most recent PlayStation only update, which is like the update 1.11 crashed after that. I'm like, every time it has an update, I'm like, is this the update that's going to stop the crashing? No, no, it is not. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Is this the chosen one? If I had to sum up Cyberpunk, I would say that the writing is fantastic. 
the scripted missions and a lot of the missions with the main characters are amazing. I had some really great moments. The reverence to the source material is just mwah. Like, if you're a fan of the tabletop, you're going to see all your favorite characters here. You're going to see Rogue. You're going to see Alt. You're going to see Johnny Silverhand. And they're all rendered in loving detail. There's some of the tabletop storylines that were played out in missions, like Never Fade Away. Some really cool moments. And the design and the style of the city is beautiful. You know, it really is. It's a gorgeous looking game, but it's also clearly unfinished and very buggy. And there are a lot of very important scenes that I was taken out of. A lot of hard work went into the writing and the voice acting and the setup and the framing and the directing. But then somebody's gun is sticking outside their head or a cigarette started floating in the air. Something dumb, right? <laughs> And or I'd be on my way to A and B and it would crash or I'd be watching the credits, listen to, to one of the characters give me a farewell and it fucking crashes. And it's just <laughs> for those who are interested, I think there's a great game here. If you are OK with waiting and I, I told Tyler this last night, you remember, wait a year. I think you should wait a year. I do. I think by the time a year goes by when I revisit this game and they have all the kinks worked out. Maybe there's some DLC up for it. You know, they're starting to expand the world a little bit more. They have time to release things on time and in better condition. We're going to see an amazing game. I just think it's unfinished. And I think that the higher ups at CD Projekt Red were forcing the developers and pressuring them to release it before it was ready. And I don't think, I think this is one of the worst case scenarios for what happens when a game is released too early and it sucks because it feels like we've been waiting for it forever. You know what I mean? I think they announced it way too early, but regardless of how I hate waiting for games, I'd rather wait forever for a game to come out and finally be good than to have it come out earlier and be released like this because getting through it was an exercise in frustration because I wanted to like this game so much. And there were so many things to like about this game. And it just kept reminding me that it was unfinished and that it wasn't where it could be and where they wanted it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I feel like I had been punched in the gut by the video game industry twice at the end of last year. The first time was Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was disappointed. <laughs> I, I, dude, I was so <laughs> looking forward to that game. Being the comic book nerd that I am, like I was like, oh, yes, yes, I get to be all of them. I could be whichever one I want to be. Fast forward to me trying to do a stream and my co-op partner's head is just floating. It's just a floating wig. <laughs> and like, how am I supposed to screenshot this? And like, you know, you, you finish a mission, but the door won't open. Right. Like, so you guys are standing around, running around the room, like punching all these different buttons, just trying to get through it. And you, you have to crash the game and start over. And then Cyberpunk. And, you know, I had I had a little bit more hope for Marvel's Avengers than I did Cyberpunk. You know, I, I was going to pre-order Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't justify it with as many times as it had been delayed before. You yeah, you kind of saw which way the wind was blowing. Yeah. yeah. But I pre-ordered Marvel's Avengers, and I bought the big pack. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they didn't offer refunds on that bad boy. No, they did nope. not. I had all the skins. You know, I, I trusted because I... Crystal Dynamics, I think they did a great job with Tomb Raiders. Yeah. I wasn't leery because of Crystal. I, I think that they made a good game. I think there's a good game in there. I was leery because of how Square Enix was trying to treat it as a games as a service. And what we saw with Anthem and other games, is like Fallout 76, yeah. 
And that I saw which way the wind was blowing on that, and I was like, this game is going to be a cash grab, garbage dumpster fire. And it, and it was, and it is. unfortunately. <laughs> and it is. is. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a cash grab. I even jumped back into it a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. DLC content came out. Mm-hmm. And with the big pack that I purchased, and I'm consistently regretting, you got new character, Kate Bishop. She's got her own special missions that you're doing. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's see. There was obviously some patches done. There were some new updates and stuff that came with the DLC. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's see what all has changed. Mm-hmm. And the very first mission we get into, we literally killed every bad guy on the map. And it wouldn't let you advance. And it, it even said the mission objectives. It said, clear all bad guys. Uh, <laughs> cleared all the bad guys on the map. This door is supposed to open up and you're supposed to proceed to the next area. I'm Iron Man. He's already unlocked Kate Bishop, so he's Kate Bishop. And we got Black Widow and Hulk bouncing around with us. And I'm telling you, I did so many hot laps around that section as Iron Man and nothing happened. Wow. And at a point, mm-hmm. enemies started respawning. Right. And it's like, how many times do I have to kill you? That sucks, before, man. Before I can go. Scripting bugs are the worst. That leads me into what I was going to talk about with Spider-Man Remastered this week. So Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Remastered has been largely good. I finished the main campaign and I was working on the DLC. Uh And I I had some small bugs where things wouldn't load or continue in in missions, but I would just reload the checkpoint and then they would go in sequence like they were supposed to. But this one actually caused me a lot of a loss of actual progress. I was in the last DLC and I finished a mission and it kept saying that I was still in the mission, even though I already got the reward for it. The mission was finished. So it wouldn't open up the side missions or the next mission in the map. So I'm just here with an empty map. I reloaded it and it, it did the same thing. Like the script was just broken. There was nothing to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like the first time the script broke, the, the screen went black and I couldn't even see anything. I was like, oh, I definitely got to reload it. I got it to where I could play in the world and it wouldn't reload. And the only previous save I had before that was prior three enemy bases, an entire main mission. I was like, oh my God, that's like 45 to an hour. Uh. <laughs> it's one of those times where you just, and this hasn't happened in a long time. In the age of auto saving, I haven't had one of those, I've played this survival horror slash RPG game for two hours and the electricity went out and now I have to redo all that moments. Where you're just like, I have to set this down and walk away from this fucking game. I can't even look at it right now. So, <laughs> so beware, Spider-Man Remastered on PS5 isn't perfect. There can be some scripting issues. Maybe do manual saves after, you know, you do side missions and stuff. Just to have a backup is all, all I gotta say. Yikes. <laughs> Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Try to think. Um, Monday Night Brawlers. I played a kind of an obscure brawler called Ninja Baseball Batman. Not sure if you ever heard about that. <laughs> okay. Nope. Ninja Baseball Batman. So it's Bat Space Man, right. not Batman. Right. And Ninja Baseball Batman. You play as a baseball player ninja with a baseball bat and a baseball as a head. I think I don't know. And you okay. find other giant baseballs. Like you're going around collecting gold baseball memorabilia at the end of each level and you get boss fights at the end of each level. You go to a a giant airplane. So you're inside an airplane, like an aircraft or whatever, like a commercial. And you're in that airplane. Do you want to guess who the first end boss was for that first level in the airplane? Mm, I have no idea. Was it somebody from airplane? 
No, no, it wasn't Leslie Nielsen or anything. <laughs> that would excuse, be awesome. <laughs> excuse me, I speak jive. Who did he is? No, no, no. It was a cartoon airplane. I fought a cartoon airplane inside of a bigger airplane. That's, that's where that's where this game is head is at. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just what? So I ended up it the game isn't super long. I ended up beating it in I think about an hour. I mean, most beat-em-ups aren't super long if you go through them, you know? Yeah. But I had a lot of fun with it. The sound effects and the music are insane. I think they put a porn sound effect in there. I kept hearing a woman go, ah! I was like, <laughs> that's not, uh, all year. That's not, yeah. oh, no, all year. Like, there's a lot of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is, it's, it's, I don't know. You have to see it to believe it. It's bananas. So next week, or actually this upcoming Monday, I'm going to be playing Streets of Camarocho which is that Yakuza D-Make that oh, they yeah. put on Steam for a little while. Checking that out. So I hope people will join me for that. But yeah, Ninja Baseball Batman. I recommend it. I think it's a fun beat-em-up. If, you, nice. uh, if you're a fan of ninjas, baseball, or just wacky Japanese nonsense, you get all three here. So Nice. Nice. All right. Well, as far as what we're playing this week, got to ask, King Thugless, what you been, uh, what you been getting into this week? My normals, Rocket League, which I would venture to say the best game that I'm good at is Rocket League. So that's like your flagship game for a streamer. Yeah, that's what you're that's, known for. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so are you like one of the players that are flying around the screen and shit? Oh, for sure. <laughs> total total <laughs> mastery of your car, flipping, Literally. using the physics. Yeah. I'll take him to flight school. I, I, oh, I, all right now. I, I, I ain't taking you to flight school. When it, <laughs> when it comes to Rocket League, I'm not playing with these people. All right. Um, Everything else, I'm okay at. I could be better. I will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Rocket League, Apex Legends, Season Eight's coming out, so I'm getting back into that. I kind of shelved it for a little bit because a lot of my friends are into Call of Duty, and I swore I'd never play Call of Duty. I lost mm-hmm. a bet, so I downloaded Warzone, uh, <laughs> and I've been actually getting kind of into it. Um, okay, and then. Kind of new on my radar is a game called Hunt Showdown. It's another battle royale, um, mm-hmm. but it's got kind of a interesting twist. You have actual missions within these matches to complete. Okay, it's eighteen hundreds Louisiana, and I've oh no, been, yeah, <laughs> I've been running around calling myself the Bayou Ninja. You're calling yourself what now? The Bayou Ninja. The Bayou Ninja. All right. Um, but it's it's really kind of one of those spooky games where there's some some mystical demonic stuff going on. Mm, um, uh, there's that. a town in Louisiana that's been overrun by demons, mm. and it's basically turned the townspeople into zombies. Okay, um, you are a hunter, and your task is to go into these towns and find these demons. You have to find clues to figure out where the demon is. Okay, as you're making your way through here, trying to find clues and consequently find demons you have to defend yourself against npc zombies and other hunters so that's where the battle royale part comes in so do you find like maybe fortnite or other popular battle royales that you end up working together with a lot of hunters in the beginning just so you guys can get established and survive and that you kind of go against each other more towards the end or how does that work like how do matches typically play out so number one i will never play fortnite I hate Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, fair. I, that's just the only battle royale I can think of to compare it to. Yeah. 
And as far as like the team aspect, you can mm-hmm. max out at a team, like a local team of three. So like you and two of your buddies go in. Um, you can okay. just have two or you can go in by yourself. All right. um, but from the outset, it's every team for themselves. Okay. There's no team cooperation at all. Uh, so it's every person for themselves. Like even if you go in with a team of say like you and two other people, eventually yeah. you guys have to fight each other. No, no. So if you go into like with a team of three, like let's uh-huh. say me, you, and Merc decided to go in. Um, okay. What we're wanting to accomplish is to get to one of these demons or what they call in the game bosses. Okay. Kill the boss. Mm. You get a bounty. You take that bounty and extract and you win. All right. I get it. Oh. Okay. The problem is that, and <laughs> this is what we run into a lot, before we get to a boss, we'll grab all the clues. Mm. Before we get to a boss, there might already be a team on the boss. And so mm. what we're doing is we're lurking around outside waiting for him to come out. So we can steal the bounty. Got it. All but right. while we're lurking around outside and they're in there making all this commotion, the sound in this game is incredible, by the way. They're making all this commotion. Other teams of hunters are zoning in on where that sound's coming from and ready to rain all hellfire on you. Right. Mm-hmm. And it does proximity chat. And I got to say, the proximity chat experience is incredible. It's a CryEngine game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Crytek. Nice had something to do with it which i don't know about you guys but i was a major fan of crisis i loved crisis yeah yeah Uh, it's a great engine yeah yeah. but that proximity chat like you can hear other teams talking right when you get close to them and they can hear you that's cool so the dynamic of actually having to you know we're, we're just running through here stabbing zombies in the head just laughing and talking to when you get near hunters and like now we're whispering Right, <laughs> it, it's it brings something new to the game for me, nice. and I'm really loving it. It almost seems like you'd have to get your own language or lingo going so they don't know what you're talking about. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. man! Like it, that's well, cool. Not only that, but like just awareness. Mm-hmm. The sound in this game, I gotta tell you guys, it's incredible. Like just directional sound alone, mm-hmm. distance of gunfire, how it changes just by the meter. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'll tell you a quick story. So me and a guy who knows much more about the game than I do, we're playing the game and we're hiding behind this fence because there's a team inside this giant shack that killed the boss and they're they're exiling him back to hell and waiting on the bounty to pop up. And I keep hearing something rustling in the bushes. And I'm like, what is, is there like a zombie over there or something like that? And one of them said something to a whisper, and I still cannot tell you what he said to this day. And I turned to my friend and I said, hey, and I said it too loud. And I got popped by a musket. Woo. Damn. 1800s. Musket. <laughs> and they'll, they'll put scopes and stuff on there. They have shotguns. They got all kinds of stuff. I trapped mm-hmm. a guy with a bear trap once. I trapped my own team. Friendly fire is a thing also. Oh, oh uh, damn. I trapped a friend with a bear trap on accident, and <laughs> I don't think he's forgiven me. And I also set him on fire the first time we played the game. Yeah, Damn. that's rough. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but Hunt Showdown, man, it's it's it sounds dope, fate. man. Yeah, it sounds cool. It does. It sounds really interesting. I like that sound design plays such a huge part, and they sounds like they kind of nailed it too. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, cool. Right on. Well, I think it might be time to get into gaming news. There's one particular story that has just been dominating this week. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. It's that Game Stonk. Game Stonk, <laughs> baby. 
GameStop stock has risen thanks to people taking advantage of buying it during the same time hedge fund managers were doing short buys. Holy crap. I'm sure you guys have opinions on this story. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. Just, you know, Derek, you and I were speculating before this whole thing blew up about why the stock was rising. And we thought, oh, you know, well... They had that new board member, which is part of it. People did buy in because of that. But what we didn't realize is that there's this Reddit thread, subreddit called r slash Wall Street Bets, that, you know, it's a group of just meme and shit posters hanging out. It used to be a little bit more serious. I got into the history of them, and there's definitely a lot more jokers in the group than there used to be. (laughs) But... You know, they just they heard about hedge fund managers doing short buys on GameStop stock to basically just take it down because it's on its last legs, borrowing these stocks and then selling them, knowing that when they have to return what they borrowed, they can buy the stock for cheaper and then pocket the difference. That's how you do that short buy. But when they found out about it, they went and bought as as much as they could. One dude spent like six figures I think $770,000 on GameStop stock drove the price way up and left all these hedge fund billionaires out to dry. So now they have to pay way more money. I think it was what it was like 400%, something dumb, something dumb of a margin to buy back the stock that they had to return. And they lost billions and and these folks are not selling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm for it. I don't think that they set out in a crusade to stick it to these guys, but I think it was a, a happy accident. I mean, I think they were trying to save GameStop and I think that they were trying to stop these guys, but the way this the whole thing blew up and how they all banded together, it was a thing of beauty to me. I don't know yeah, what you guys think. Yeah. You know, you know me last week, I was like, God damn it. Why didn't I get in at $4? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Man, because it, it, it went up to about 400 bucks, man. It was around yeah. 400 bucks. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and uh, last I checked, it was still hovering around there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it just seems to keep it's extremely volatile. It's going up and down and up and down and up and down. And right. uh I don't know how much more research you did into it, but like the Robin Hood app, which mm-hmm. ironically is uh Robin Hood steal from the rich, give to the poor. It's on actually... $312 right now, by the way. That's what the okay. price is right now. Yeah. This app was actually keeping people from trading GameStop stock unless you were a hedge fund. Yeah. So that, like that's they, the other yeah. thing about this. That's the Ooh. other thing about this. These, these same assholes that are like, the system is a free market, it works for everybody, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, came at these Redditors and a lot of common people with fucking scissors and basically said, and and, and Robinhood was one of the more popular apps to do this, stopped anyone from buying any more GameStop stock you can only sell, which basically drove the price back down, but they didn't limit the hedge fund managers the same way. Right. And it's exposing – I mean, I think we all knew the system was kind of rigged against us for the yeah. rich because it's an oligarchy. You know, They use their money and power and influence to buy lawmakers to make laws that favor them, which is why we didn't hear a whole lot of talk about regulation back in 08 when they made all those bets that tanked the economy. We didn't hear about you know regulation when a lot of them knew about the coronavirus – and they went in and bought and sold stock that would benefit them during this pandemic where, you know, thousands of people lost their jobs and, and many lost their lives. 
and the stock market just kept on rising. No regulation then, but all of a right. sudden, a few redditors, you know, actually make some money and stop these billionaires from, you know, rigging the system for themselves. That's all you hear about now on CNBC and all these other stations yeah. is like, oh, we got to regulate. And then you have some of these same people that own the companies or or have sister companies like Robinhood literally rigging the system against us right in front of us. And so you have mm-hmm. people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ted Cruz, two of the most unlikely allies ever, <laughs> who are <laughs> yeah, both right. saying we need to investigate Robinhood. And I agree. Like it's one of the rare times I'll agree with a, a fucking toad like Ted Cruz. But I mean, in this instance, he's right. And so is AOC. Like these people need to be investigated. And if anything, we need to find out like what their justification is for limiting people from buying stock when they're not limiting the rich and elite from doing the same thing. Furthermore, Wall Street Bets, they had a Discord server that all of a sudden was shut down because they violated their terms on hate speech, which these Uh, meme lords were talking about, you know, the R word and, and cucking and all this other shit for years. They never once regulated that all of a sudden. Right now, they're violating shit and they need to be taken down right around the time they're organizing and taking down Wall Street. A little bit too right. convenient, if you ask me. So mm-hmm. the the whole thing is a hot mess, but it's been kind of fun to watch. I've been sitting back with the popcorn just watching the drama unfold. I've been thinking about myself getting into investing because of it, but the more I investigate it, the more I feel like this is lightning in a bottle. I don't think this is something that... you know. It, True stock management, buying and selling takes a lot of research. And actually, there's mm-hmm. FAQs and a lot of good stuff on Reddit where you can teach yourself and educate yourself. And if you're interested in day trading, I say go for it because I think it is a viable way to make some cash. But don't treat it like a casino like a lot of these guys on Wall Street buys do. Because, yeah, yeah it worked out for them, but they weren't even trying to make money. They were trying to make a statement. They were trying to save a company they liked, and they got lucky that at the same time, these hedge fund managers were trying to kill it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So more on that story as it develops. But in case you were confused or were curious about it, that's pretty much the gist of it. I don't know. Did I miss anything? Yeah, I don't know. I want to hear what uh, th- Mr. Thuglis thought about it. I've never really like been into the stock market. Didn't really know too much about it. But this story did pique my interest because, I mean, you said GameStop, I immediately think video games, and that's what I do, you know? Yeah. So, and I got friends that work there, too. Yeah, and I started kind of looking into it a little bit, and you kind of educated me a little bit right there, you know? And I got to say, A, fuck the short seller dudes. Yeah, okay? for real. Because they're tanking companies that are yeah. on their last legs. Yeah, you, they you, suck. You're pissed off because somebody beat you. You know, you you wanted to do this to make all your money for your little hedge fund or whatever. And a normal person went in there into, quote unquote, your domain and took something from you. And it's the same thing you've been doing for years, decades. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to that, I say, hail the power of the Internet and fuck you guys. Couldn't say it better myself. And I hope it's an example of more things to come. I, I see a lot of promise in the young people of the day rallying together on TikTok, rallying together on Reddit, different places, <laughs> and changing the world, like getting policy in front of people, educating people, getting political. And I, I feel like if a, re- a revolution is going to come, eventually it's going to be online. It's going to be a lot of these kids using these tools against the – because these – 
older billionaires, they're not geniuses. They just got in on the right side of the system, learned how to rig it, and they're they're locked in, right? And they block everybody else from getting up. We've literally seen them doing that this week, right? So these kids are figuring out how to way to use these tools against them. And now they're bucking, talking about regulation and trying to cut them off. But they're going to continue to grow because unlike myself, I'm like that old millennial that grew up pre-digital age. (laughs) So I remember what it was like when you couldn't just Google something when you were wondering about it. These kids grew up with all these tools. And they're taking them to even further heights, you know, and I'm I'm curious to see what our kids are going to do when they get older and, and how strong they're going to be with the tools at their disposal. Okay. I have high hopes for the future of the youth of the country and the world, really. So and I think this is just a, one small example of the kind of damage they can do when they band together. So oh, yeah. you love to see it. Mm hmm. Great. Well, let's get into some more of that news. Then there was a recent interview with Platinum Games co-founder Hideki Kamiya. And it got a lot of people understandably upset. Oh, no. (laughs) It was on the subject on the wait for Bayonetta 3. And Hideki was quoted as saying, I understand it's driving the fans crazy. In light of that, my suggestion would be that maybe we should all reset and forget about Bayonetta 3. Oh, no. That way, way when something (laughs) finally does happen, it'll be a nice surprise, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so, King Thuglas, I know you feel this keenly in particular because you don't like to wait too long for games. We were talking about that earlier, yeah, but man. as expected, this pissed a lot of people off. Now, to follow up a lesser known quote, Hideki said, it's January. We've got to have something come out this year, right? It's safe to expect that something will come out. There's still a lot of the year left. That's what I'm saying. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of unknowns right now of COVID and development and, and working from home and things like that. And we really don't know how things are going to go. I think what Hideki is trying to do is under promise and over deliver, but he yeah. really went hard on that under promise thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, we got any of those uh, men in black. Up, uh, wouldn't that be nice? He's going to fuck, fuck around and neuralize everybody. Yeah, just like look look <laughs> into this uh, device. Pew. <laughs> well, oh shit, Bayonetta 3 came out. <laughs> oh, snap. I didn't even know it was announced. <laughs> right. right. That's what he would prefer, yeah. Like didn't they like didn't they announce it in like 2017? Oh god, yeah, I don't like know. Yeah, the game awards in 2016-17. Yeah. Yeah. I was never really that big into the Bayonetta series. Like I played it and it's like I played it. I was like, "Oh, that was dope." And then I moved on to the next one. Yeah. Um, I'm just not into long waits for games anymore. Mm-hmm. Announce the game, give me a date, you'll have it out, have it out and completed by that date. You know, at, at my day job, I'm held to deadlines. Right. You know, I got to have mm-hmm. something on the plate. And there's a lot of different variables in the gaming industry. Right. But I got to have something out by then. And I'm down with waiting like, Oh, we got we got pushed back. You know, COVID's changed the way we do things. Like we said, right, before. right, 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 right. So we had some delays. You know, give us a, a few more months. I'm even down with a six months wait. But to his credit, I guess, <laughs> 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 I guess I would say like he's playing it safe in a yeah. way. Yeah. To not piss people like me off by not giving me an end date. Yeah. But at the same he's- time. Telling us to forget about it. Just reset yeah, and forget for, about forget it. Forget about it. Don't forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. 
Like, that's, that, I mean, you, he must be inundated with questions about this because yeah. he just gives not two shits anymore. Like, okay. listen, it'll be out when it's out. Until then, forget about it. Forget about it'll it. It'll be a nice surprise when it gets here. Well, I, I would like to offer a counterpoint to that, Mr. Luss, if you will. If yes. you will, Mr. Luss. Yes. So, because <laughs> um, we were kind of recently, ta- Derek and I were recently talking about this. The market is saturated. There are so many games coming out every year. I feel like I can't keep up. But I also feel like I'm in the fortunate position of having a wide spectrum of games that I am personally interested in. Mm-hmm. And I know that gaming can be more of a focused hobby for some. So for those who only like Platinum-style games, where I'm just looking for the next action game, this news could be devastating. Because when's the next action game they get to play, right? And for me, I'm like, well, cool. That just gives me more time. Like, when Cyberpunk was delayed, I was like, oh, thank God. Hyrule Warriors Mm -hmm. came out this week. And then, like, I got to play this other game, too, and I just don't have time. So that was, you know, I loved it, right? So I, I would say, you know, maybe this is just a chance to explore other games, expand your horizons. And also, like you, you had briefly brushed against this, and I think this is an important point to explore. There are different facets in the game industry. You have your developers and your testers, right? And then you have the business people that run the publishing company. These people know dick all about games. A lot of times the CEOs or people who take over game publishing companies have never written code or developed a game in their life. They have yeah, no idea what it takes to do what these people do and what they have to go through. That's why they don't give a shit about crunch and how they abuse a lot of their employees. The stories you hear outside of CD Projekt Red, Rockstar, EA, Ubisoft. I mean, the list goes on, right? All these yeah. employee abuses. So all they care about is infinite gains, infinite money, and promising their stockholders a big return for the end of a particular quarter. They don't care about the blood, sweat, and tears and the sacrifices made to get there. And so when you have that poor decision-making and poor foresight butted against what the actual mammoth expectations of a game, Cyberpunk as an example, the developers are all warning like, hey, guys, we really need more time. Stop stop giving them a delivery date. Stop saying we're going to do it here. Stop asking us to crunch this and that and the other. And they just keep pushing for it because they don't understand really what they're exactly asking. You get a disaster mm-hmm. and an unbroken, sure. buggy mess of a game that gets released too early. So I say... If you see a game that you're really passionate about, and I know there's one you want to mention that has to do with a, a certain Chinese mythological figure we'll talk about in a few. But if there's a game you're hotly anticipating, you really want to hope that it has all the time it needs, even if that means that it was announced too early and you're just going to have to wait longer for it. Because the alternative, as we saw, can be really tragic and hard for the people who really put that blood, sweat and tears into the game. And they're the ones that bear the brunt of a lot of there's so much misguided anger and misdirected frustration at some of the people that worked on these games that had no decision over when it came out. They're doing the best they can, you know, Mm -hmm. don't know, man, sky yourself. We, we, yeah, (laughs) 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 don't cry. That's a whole other thing. Oh man, I just blacked out for a second. Like that that guy just straight up motherfucking lied. I feel like he yeah. wanted those things. He just didn't really know how to talk. I was like, get him away from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> the thing he is, never been there in the first that place. game ended up being really good, but look how long it took. And a lot of people, including yeah. myself, were just like, I'm not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there for No Man's Sky, and then when yeah. it let me down, I was like, I'm not coming back. And I haven't. It, I heard it was good, and I'm like, whatever. I I moved on. You so, know, little known fact. 
and I'm about to start streaming it. Yeah. I've recently gotten back into it. Okay. I might I be there for that stream. Check you out. Yeah. A, yeah. I, I think I'm going to start streaming it again. I streamed it for a little bit and then I was part of a gaming org and we got into some heavy tournament time. Mm. Um, but I stopped streaming it and I think I'm going to start streaming it again. It, it's cool. There's some Excellent. changes that have been made and they've gotten past the point of fixing it and now it's growing. Great. Mm. Great. Well, I'll be interested to see all the new content and, and maybe that is something I just need to watch on streaming before I can kind of get that fire reignited with me. Oh, yeah. So cool. I wish you luck I on that you. for sure. All right. So uh, speaking of platinum games, another bit of news, Astral Chain, which is on the Switch, is now Nintendo's IP. It sounds like they got the copyright from Platinum Games and they have confirmed that they hand the reins over. So I'm thinking Astral Cops for Smash, maybe? Astral Cops. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. similar to the mechanic with Joker. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. But Astral Maybe Chain's a pretty good game, and and now we know it's never coming to Xbox. So just just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, so PS Plus they announced their games for February, and this is really interesting. A couple of games, you know, Concrete Genie. I never heard of it. I guess it's a PS4 game that's coming out. Destruction All Stars. It's one of those brand new games for PS5 immediately coming to PS Plus. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You no, know, some people are looking forward to that. The thing that really stood out for me. Control Ultimate Edition, PS4 and PS5, coming out for free for PS Plus. The reason why I find this so interesting is that Control was one of those games that refused to offer a free PS5 upgrade with the base game. Yep. And a lot of people were like really fussing about that. They're like, no, you got to rebuy the game, blah, 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 blah. And I'm worried that (laughs) some of the people are going to be pretty pissed off that did rebuy the game and now they're just giving it away for free. Because right. I have the original control, and I was like, I'm not going to rebuy this damn game just to get the PS5 version. And now, luckily, I don't have to worry about that. I get to go back through and play it, you know, on PS5, which is cool. But I just find that a little funny. There was all this fuss about, why are you the one holdout not offering a free PS5 upgrade when all these other games are? You money-grubbing SOBs. <laughs> so just like, like, how much more money can we get on top of this PS Plus? Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. So good news if you did if you were one of the holdouts like me that was like, I'm not gonna buy the game a second time. And for all the rest of you, rest (laughs) in peace. Rest in peace, money. R.I.P. wallets. (laughs) R.I.P. wallets. All right. So Games Pass, Xbox, always a great time to get Games Pass, but recently it was announced Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 is coming to Games Pass. So it seems like Xbox might be the place to be to catch yourself up on Yakuza, which is kind of cool. And Cyber Shadow hit Games Pass immediately. That's the new game by Yacht Club Games, the same guys that did Shovel Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cool. I actually purchased Cyber Shadow. I think I paid like 20 bucks for it. I'm going to be playing it on Switch on the mainstream now that I'm done with Cyberpunk. I'm probably not going to finish it. I'm going to play it for maybe three or four episodes until Super Mario 3D World comes out. And looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun. And it has some unique amiibo functionality, I heard, with the Shovel Knight amiibos. So I'm going to be mm. trying that out and see, seeing what that does. So Cool. Yep, yep, yep. I think that's all I had. Derek, what, what news you got this week, buddy? Yeah, so we got a release date for Biomutant, May 25th, 2021. Now, if you haven't heard of Biomutant, it's basically an action-adventure game that's made by the studio Experiment 101 and published by THQ Nordic. 
And it's an action RPG, and you play as a small woodland creature who is kind of like a rocket raccoon type thing. Okay. And I believe you can create your own little character, but there's a few trailers out for it. And you use like different weapons, like giant crafted swords and guns and all that jazz. But it got announced like three or four years ago, and then they kind of went silent. And actually, the director of the game was quoted saying, it went silent because they want to fix all the bugs that they could without having to crunch. Forget so about that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's Forget pretty cool. Yeah. They didn't want to crunch their employees. <laughs> and you got to salute that, especially now in gaming, where crunch is just a part of the culture. And they did a good job on backing out of the spotlight because I completely forgot about that game until you mentioned it. Are you going to pick it up, by the way? Man. I don't know, because like I've been looking forward to it, but it also seems like one of those games that's kind of like bargain bin, like a twenty dollar. You think you might wait? Is it going to really do you know what the pricing is on it yet or? Oh, it'll probably be 60 bucks. I can't imagine them charging 74 because it's on PS4 and Xbox. Well, maybe it'll come to to PS Plus yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or Games Pass, you know. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye out for it then. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, Some more gaming news. Kevin Hart has been cast as Roland in the Borderlands movie. Picture me rolling. Yeah. And pe- <laughs> they, they hate him. Yeah. They hate him. <laughs> Trying to catch me riding shorty. Right. And a lot of people are upset about this. I saw I, that. Like, he doesn't look yeah, like Roland. Like, you don't know how tall Roland is. Shut up. Right. And when although, I saw although it, he does look tall, though. So Yeah. When I saw the casting, I was like, oh, Jesus, really? Kevin Hart. Like, I like Kevin Hart. Like, I think he's hilarious, but he's oversaturated himself. You know what I mean? Like, the, he's just, he puts out so many movies, and it's basically him playing himself every single time. But, counterpoint, it's Borderlands, though. And Borderlands. It is Borderlands. Is and I get the, the bullshit series. So, I think. Yeah, be, I get the comedic aspect of choosing Kevin Hart. Yeah. But also, the I don't have a personal attachment to the series, but I have played it, and I do. I have seen the character Roland, and it just doesn't seem like he fits. It seems like they were like, here's the black guy, and he's funny, so let's put him in the Roland role. <laughs> Roland roll. If, <laughs> if you had a chance to re-roll Roland, who would you cast? Re-roll. I would re-rolling. cast <laughs> Nick Astley to Rickroll them. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Never oh, gonna no. say goodbye. Right. Never gonna turn <laughs> around <laughs> and shoot you. Right. Never gonna lift you up. Never gonna loot your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna loot your stuff. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh man, let's see who would play that. Like Morris Chestnut, I think would probably be a good choice. Oh, he's old as hell though. Hey, I mean, you know, but he's still. Yeah. I mean, black I'm don't sure crack, he... but there's got to be a young actor we can give it to. Come on now. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's. Mm. <sighs> you know who has good comedic timing, and you wouldn't expect it. Who? He's kind of old too, but I don't care. Idris Elba, he would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's yeah, but like I you said, he's old too. <laughs> he's 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 one he's one he's one of them Englishmen. He won a few Englishmen make me moist just every time I look. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh. Mike Douglas, Mike Douglas, Mike Douglas made me more. English man made me more. He's old, but he's also getting ready to be in a Suicide Squad movie. Straight yeah. up, that's true. Yeah, and that's I, true. I, okay, I, I, I can old, roll with that. Like, I'll see. You can roll a roll. I see interest in anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see okay, interest in anything. So, all right. Well, <laughs> we've done it. We fixed it for you, Borderlands. You're welcome. Yes. You know what? Idris Elba, voiced by Kevin Hart. There you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just oh, dubbed over by Kevin Hart. Hey, 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 man. Hey. hey, man. We got to figure out. <laughs> Handsome Jack. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, so, hey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> right. Oh, all right, all right, right, right. of Kevin Hart, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you picked up those men, just seeing that, that would be absolutely hysterical. Hey, 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 man, hey, man. You see that orange loot over there? So excited. Go pick it up, right. go pick it up. Give me legendary, give me legendary. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell y'all, I found the vault. I found it. Found the vault. Hey, so look, it's right over first there. First of all, bam, okay. <laughs> Big old monster. First of all, bam. Shot him in his face, okay? First of all, <laughs> lay down the turret, okay? Shot him. Open up the vault. First of all, bam. Ain't no ain't no treasure. <laughs> Say handsome Jack. Is he actually handsome? Wearing a mask. First of all, if you're wearing a mask, you ain't handsome. Sorry. Moving right. on. <laughs> all right. Well, you just Elba, voiced by Kevin Hart, playing Roland. Confirmed. You're well, again, Borderlands, you're welcome. We did it for yeah. you. We, we yeah. fixed your problem. There you go. Pass. All right. Yeah. And some, some somber news. Oh. For the video game community, unfortunately. The lead designer of Horizon Zero Dawn, Mike Nash, has passed away. He was 34 years old, I believe. And if you go to like his Twitter and stuff, you can see some of the designs that he made. Like there's a lot of rough drafts for like the Thunderjaw and mm. the uh the Lurkers and yeah. a lot of different uh mechanical enemies. So it sucks, man. Like the That's game crazy. like yeah, like people I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I thought 2021 being a new year, you know, less people, but universe don't care one. about your calendar. They really don't. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't, it ain't over yet. We ain't done. Yeah. And, well, uh, 34, how did he die? Do you know? Uh, they didn't specify. Ah, uh, yeah. Whenever somebody dies close to my age, I'm like, I ain't know how they died. I ain't know yeah. what I need to try to avoid here. What's yeah, going on? Right. What happened? Well, at McDonald's, you need to avoid that. That's true. Yeah. But them hash browns though. I know. Actually, yeah. I I actually have not been to McDonald's in a long ass time. I haven't. Either. And I used to eat there every fucking day, <laughs> like like religiously. You no, know, I, I I haven't either. But uh, every every once in a while, when I get when I imbibe certain things, I I get to craving the the chicken McNuggets. I gotta have them. I don't know what it is. Yeah, some now, honey mustard or not honey mustard. Did not I mustard. <laughs> did I just replace McDonald's with Burger King Steak and Shake? Parties? Yeah, sure, whatever. But it's not McDonald's, and that's what matters. Well, I guess we know what's going to take Merkman out. A thick booger. Yeah, a thick booger. A so thick booger killed him. We actually have been eating at home mm. Good. as opposed to going out. And if we, if we do outsource our food, <laughs> uh, it's usually like Papa Murphy's okay. or some sort of pizza. But more more than pizza, Murphy's. yeah, um, yeah. We always order from Rice Cooker. It's like a it's like a fried rice deluxe type place. I get like kimchi fried rice. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been ordering from this uh, Mexican place called Chile Verde. Verde. Oh yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, right. it's so um, good. What we found was that like I I honestly I can't eat McDonald's anymore, and it's not because I don't want to because I've had some great times <laughs> with me and a Big Mac. You know. Oh um, man, in the back seat. Yeah. Oh, that's it with a Big Mac. Keep oh, your that. pants on. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I won't. Secret sauce is everywhere. It is sliding off. Where, does, where do your sauce end and my sauce begin? No one will know. It doesn't really matter anymore. Either way, it ends up in our mouths. <laughs> but, Either way, the sauce ends up in your mouth. That's a good yes. podcast title. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it just does not taste the same to me anymore. Yeah, mm. I feel that. And I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ordered very close to the time that they shut everything down in the city. We ordered some door. We door dashed some McDonald's. And the McDonald's is right up the street, mm. less than three minutes. But it was cold as hell when it came, wasn't it? Right. No, nah, it was. It was hot. It was. Warm, <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. But it just didn't taste right, and both of us were just like, "I can't eat this." Mm. Like, I can't. The fries are bad. Something was off about the burger meat. Mm. Man, that burger meat. Yeah, right. McDonald's is too big of a corporation to just change their recipe like that, especially during the pandemic. So we know it couldn't possibly have been the burgers. Taste buds could change, man. Yeah, that's it true too. Just, it, it's wild, man. And consequently, both of us were having some rumbly tumblies the next day, bro. Hey, it was it was bad. We 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 just we don't do it anymore. That's true, though. If you deprive your body of fast food long enough and you go back to it, it is gross. And I mean, mm-hmm. th- I think that mm-hmm. might be a a lesson learned, a little message for folks out there. Maybe it's not so good to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it can trick your brain into thinking it's good with all the sugar and salt that's in it. But once you get past that. Ain't much yeah. there. It was it was an experience to say the least. But yeah, we just <laughs> we can't do it. <laughs> we just right can't right. do it anymore. Yeah, fast food is not good for you, but it's so good to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here, here's my here's my portion. Mm-hmm. Right, take it. All right, we but, got any uh, news left? Yeah, back last piece of news, gaming news. Anyway, is uh. The voice actor voicing the vampire daughters in Resident Evil 8, Jeanette mm. Mouse, passed away as well. Oh. Age 39. What happened to her? I do not know. Need to le- this is going to be the first, this is going to be the follow up question every single time, Derek. We need I, to know. Know. I know. I need you to become an investigative journalist and to get out there and I'll the let streets. you know <laughs> if they. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Colon cancer. Yep. Colon cancer. Damn cancer. Yeah. yeah. Fucking cancer, bro. That's what took out Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I sat in my office and I cried like when he passed. Just it sucked. Mm-hmm. That's what actually almost killed my mother. She had it when I was in high school. It's yeah. rough. It's it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the rougher ones to have. Yeah. Oh, well, that was man. the last bit of gaming news, but we forgot to get into another person who passed in current oh, yeah. events. Oh, yeah. And that was the amazing queen, Cicely Tyson. If you don't know who Cicely Tyson is, she is a staple in the black community. She is in every single black film (laughs) almost that you've ever seen. She's the quiet, sweet old grandma character. And uh, there's a couple of things that she's been in. She was in The Help. Uh, She was in, she played Annalise's mother in How to Get Away with Murder. She was in House of Cards. She was in, oh, Jesus, what else was she in? She was in so many things, man. And, it just uh yeah long 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 career long career yeah and when an uh, actress. yeah and when people pass away that le- that late in life like 96 years is a long time to live man i would be and lucky just, if i lived that long <laughs> yeah i don't even want to live that long and it's crazy yeah. that she was able to live that long and have such an impact on generations of people yeah i just salute her work in the film industry and just giving like black men and women someone to look up to. And uh, we miss you and we will see you soon. Miss Tyson. She was, a, she was a pioneer, man. Like you said, she paved the way for a lot of black actors and actresses. I think the first time I actually ever knew who Cicely Tyson was, I, I believe she was in roots. 
Yeah, she was. And that was an experience for me watching it. And I just, I from that point on, like you said, how to get away with murder. She was, is it Miss Jane Pittman? It was an old, older movie than Roots. Oh, I don't know. I've never, I've never seen that. I, I watched a lot of movies with my grandmother. Oh, growing no. up. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I believe it was a few years before Roots. Yeah, it, it's a it's a hard hit for the acting community for that one. Well, yeah, rest in power, Queen. We miss you and thank you for everything you've done. And yeah, twenty twenty one is rough. Yeah. With that one, I mean, we talked about it before with with older people passing, you know, it's sad and you're definitely going to miss them, but it's nice that they live that long, full life. And as far as I knew, you know, she was working all the way up until she passed away. I mean, she was happy and and healthy. And I think that's great. I would want to live that long if I was happy and healthy. I just don't think my health is going to hold out. I think by the time I'm 96, if I'm still kicking around, I'm barely there. (laughs) So, uh, but maybe gaming will keep my mind sharp. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll keep that experiment going. Have you seen the picture of her and Chadwick Boseman? No, no. Chadwick Boseman sitting next to each other. They just, I can't remember what award it was, uh, but they had both received an award on a night and it it just, that picture was warm the heart so much. I just, every time I hear Cicely Tyson now, I'm going to think of that picture. Mm. All right. We got any other gaming news that might be good because I'm feeling kind of sad. I don't know about good. Do you remember? I believe it was the summertime, so August maybe 2020. There was an announcement about Black Myth Wukong. Oh, yeah. We covered yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a sexy ass looking game. It looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I'd like to report that there is absolutely no new news on it. And I. i love to report nothing uh i just i that game had and it went viral fast oh yeah because the trailer was gorgeous trailer was incredible and the gameplay looks really neat too yeah Yeah. i just i want to hear something and if if this is going to go the way of delaying me out i'll be really upset yeah (laughs) well my advice is that maybe we should just all reset and forget about right. <laughs> I knew it. And then when it's something finally does happen, it'll be a nice surprise. It'll won't be it? a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, uh, you said you signed up to get updates, right? I did. I, I signed up through various different websites to get updates. Okay. About well, keep us posted, man. A lot you know? of them are in Chinese, so you'll have to give me a little bit. Okay. Right. Got to translate that. All right. <laughs> I I'll get, I'll get my top investigative journalist on it. Merkman, investigate oh, and translate man. that Chinese. <laughs> you know I'm not going to. Find out how that game died. <laughs> Copyright. <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where did it go? What happened to it's it? Like, I don't know. They didn't say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you had out. mentioned that there was some promotional material for it, right? Something's going on, like a cross with another game or something. Yeah. In the journalistic spirit of my man Merkman there, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, but I'm steadily looking into it. I did get an email that I was confirmed to be on the email list from now on. For updates. okay, so there's your update, I guess. Cool. But um, the most accurate source I can find about it is IGN China. Okay, for those who want to follow it, IGN China might be the one to. Okay, yeah, IGN China is going to be the best way to figure figure out what's going on with this game. Okay, well, great, great, great. Well, I guess we should then go ahead and move on then to uh, just this week, you know, trying to figure out what we're all getting into. So let me ask you first, 
Mr. Lus, Mr. Yeah. King Thuglas. Yeah, yeah. What you feeling? <clears throat> what you feeling this week? So, a recent obsession of mine is Gundam model kits. Gundam Gundam model kits. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's something I got into as like a 12 year old. Uh, Okay. Gundam Wing was on TV, and I myself had to have a Death Scythe Hell just to. Mm -hmm. I had to have it, and I couldn't find action figures anywhere. And my dad used to build models, and he was like, well, we found these model kits at Hobby Lobby. Let's give it a shot. So we built one together, and then from there I started building them, and I lost them all in the great flood of whatever year that was in the basement. Oh, <laughs> um, all those in my comic books, man. It was a sad year for yeah, me. Yikes. Oh, that's rough, buddy. But, and I'm, I've been calling it my dad hobby. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I can sit there and I can nip these pieces out of a runner and snap them together and still hear if my child is sleeping or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which nine times out of ten she is. She's only two months old. But I, I don't know, man. I I went way too big on my first one because my fingertips were hurting by the end of it. Oh, wow. Mm. So you, you were in there. Okay. But Did I you get also, like an ultimate build or something? Yeah. they're So they're broken down into like different grades. You have like real grades, high grades, master grades, perfect grades. And I should have gone with a high grade because they're also different sizes. All right. But right. I should have gone with a high grade and I went with a master grade because it was from Iron Blooded Orphans. Mm. that I can now say is my favorite Gundam series ever. But I went with a Master Grade, and these little parts and pieces just tore my fingers up. (laughs) I didn't have any of the stuff that they recommend that you have, like nippers and sandpaper things. Oh, you got to get them tools, man. Yeah, I I didn't have a fleshed-out tool deck. I I did it with like a pair of like cuticle scissors, and that was pretty much it. Now, however, what recently arrived is my panel lining, my nippers, my yeah. Uh, my, yeah. My Look out, baby! He got the paper. tools. Yeah, I'm going nippers. in. I'm going all the way in. Tweezers for the water slides. I'm, I'm all the way. I've been watching. Show I've us your probably. nippers. <laughs> oh man, how golden is that? Show us your nippers. Another good podcast title. You guys are just giving them to me this this week. Yeah, man. This is going to be great. Yeah, man. It's just like, it's become such a hobby of mine. And it's something that, it went big when Gundam Wing went wild in America. And then it kind of simmered down. And then I guess one of the good things that came out of being stuck at home all the time is that the industry for these is booming. Mm. So much so that pretty much every kit is on back order. Yeah, actually, I find a... I find a few kits when I'm out and about, and I've got some sitting at home, and I'm just looking at them like, hmm, should I? (laughs) Do it. Do it. It will, honestly, I finished this Master Grade in a week. I finished it on Christmas Day at like 4 a.m., and it was one of the most satisfying feelings I've felt since Esri arrived. Um, Mm -hmm. I sat there, and I I drilled into it, and I, I made this thing happen. And that, to me, gave me this feeling of success. And I, I, I got to say, I can't wait for the next nine that I ordered to get here. That is how you cool. make babies. Sit there and drill into them. Yep. <laughs> and then you wait you wait nine, and then they get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yikes. How did that work out? Yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Shit. Glad to hear it, man. Um, that sounds like a great kind of relaxing activity. And that's what it's all about. Just chill activities. I have 
fond memories of uh, Ben laying on my chest while I play Resident Evil Revelations 2 at a very low volume, <laughs> waiting for his next feeding. So, <laughs> well, right on. Well, let me ask you, Derek, this week, a lot of good people passed away. Your wife's ankle is in tatters. What, what are you feeling after a week like that, Derek? I'm feeling tired. <laughs> i am so tired man i got like two hours of sleep last night oh man because as soon as i got home to go to sleep an hour later she called me and told me she was ready to leave the hospital I was like, Fuck. of course of course of course of course <laughs> oh, yeah so i'm just i'm feeling that this week is over I can start fresh next week mm-hmm. or starting today and just i can focus on other stuff and kind of a blessing and a curse that she broke her ankle because now that kind of forces me to stay home and rest and get some stuff done around the house that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> it almost makes it seem like I'm feeling that my wife broke her ankle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but no, but no. I'm a little, little I'm just, excited about this. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm glad, I'm glad that's a, I'm glad that the week is done. And well, I was going to say a lot of rough over. stuff this week and you're now you're past it. And I, I, yeah. I definitely feeling the relief, really. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes all you can do is just be grateful that you got through it. So I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, man, this yeah. week, I, I, there's something I want to recommend that I'm feeling. That I mean, the channel's moderately successful, so either of you may have already heard about it before, but I want to explain how I came across it and why I'm interested in it. There's this YouTube channel, and I think he does streaming and other things too, but the YouTube channel is called Wolfden. You ever heard of Wolfden? I have not. I have not. Spelled W-U-L-F-F-Den. And this guy is kind of like a video game personality, but... He does a lot of reviews on video game peripherals, special controllers, like Smash Edition controllers. And the thing that I'm really interested in that he talks about a lot, other than just like video game pop culture and, and new hardware and shit, is emulators. He gets sent, like he just is known as the emulator guy. So he gets sent a lot of those pocket emulators that they make or custom emulation jobs, custom handhelds, custom systems, systems upgrades. And you know me, having hacked a PlayStation Classic, you know, the SNES Classic, you know, made my own Raspberry Pi with a little NES casing nice. and all the, you know, like hacking my phone and getting different emulators on there and all the stuff that I like to do in my, ho- like my little downtime as a hobby. I'm very interested in tech like that. Like how you can get all these different game systems or emulators to work in a system, the state of like N64 emulation, which is a nightmare he mm-hmm. updates on a lot of those things, and I'm really into it. So if you like stuff like that, too, I would highly recommend checking out on YouTube Wolfden. And again, that's W W U L F F space D-E-N. And check out some of his videos. He actually did one of his recent videos, I think he released a week ago, is about a $60 handheld that is basically a screen inside an, um, a Super Nintendo controller, which looks really cool. So mm-hmm. I, I, it was it's rumor that the guy that does the 8-bit dough controllers made this i don't know if that's actually confirmed or not because i haven't finished watching the video that he was doing on it but i'm interested in shit like that so that's what i'm feeling yeah well before we wrap things up people are interested in finding you on the internets or connecting with you or reaching out to you communicating you following you king thugless where can we locate your kingdom my kingdom is on Facebook gaming. Facebook.com forward slash King Douglas will take you right to me. 
I'm streaming every night so far, but the times have varied because I have a two month old and okay, I'm kind of on her clock. <laughs> right. But normally it's nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. I have been doing those late streams for the Insomniacs in the Kingdom. Love mm-hmm. you guys. Those usually start at like midnight, and I'll go till four a.m. When I don't, I don't sleep a lot. Let's just throw that out. There. <laughs> Um, I never did. Even before she got here, I don't sleep a lot. Come check us out, man. I stream. I do the highlight videos that night. So if you don't catch the stream, check out one of the highlight videos. Drop a like. All right. Great. Nice. And Derek, for those sweet, sweet pickups and deals on video games and nerdy merchandise, where can we find you at and contact you? You can check me out at the eBay store, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. On Instagram at Gamer Goodies More and on Twitter at Goodies underscore More. And real quick, I got uh, I got an email from someone that said they found the Gamer Goodies and More email, and he asked me to find something very specific for him. He said he's looking for a brand new sealed copy of Star Ocean: The Second Story. Wow. And I said I thought to myself, uh... <laughs> "Good luck, buddy." Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to find that for you, bro. <laughs> There's like two on the internet right now, and that's one's five hundred and one's three hundred and eighty dollars. So, that's a tall. I wish I wish I I, yeah I wish I could help, but yeah, yeah. eBay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more, baby. That's how you that's how you under promise and over deliver. Like, nope, I'll never find that. Just forget about it. Hey, I found it. Just forget about it. Hey, so forget about it. Surprise, right? Well, one thing I don't want you to forget about is you can find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash player two has entered the pod. We really appreciate if you stop by, give us a follow and a like. You can also find me personally on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL and on YouTube. You can find our podcast channel, which is player two has entered the podcast. And you can also find a channel where I will archive all of my streams. MC paper stacks plays. If you're on Twitch, I do Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're doing brawlers and beat-em-ups. Next week, I'm like I mentioned before, I'm going to be playing Streets of Camarocho. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the mainstream. And right now, we're going to be playing Cyber Shadow up until Super Mario 3D World comes out. So join me at 8 Eastern for that. Fridays are horror games at 10 Eastern. I played Lost in Vivo this week, and I kind of forgot to mention that. So I'll be very brief. Lost in Vivo is by Akuma Kira, the same developer or maker of Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. Lost in Vivo is really creepy and cerebral, really tense and awesome. And I totally recommend it. I'm going to be playing part two this upcoming Friday. So I hope those interested will join me 10 p.m. Eastern for that. Now. We upload every single Sunday for this podcast. Our hub is anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. Feel free to visit. You can also hear us wherever podcasts are usually hosted. Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to contact us directly, you can do so by email at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. Questions, stream suggestions, comments, criticisms, concerns, whatever you want, we're here for it. And that is our show. I'd like to take a special moment to thank you, sir, King Fugless, your eminency, for your gracing us with your, your grace. Your, your thugness. <laughs> your thugness. <laughs> I like for it. bestowing us the honor of your presence on the podcast today. It was a very long episode, but I very much enjoyed the conversation. 
And, you know, we look forward to having you back in the future and, you know, having you be a friend of the show and checking out your streams. Definitely. With, uh, yeah, I appreciate no man's sky. This was, a. Uh, I think I, I kind of mentioned it to you. Like I, I, this is almost, this is kind of a dream come true for me. Like this is, this is forward momentum and that's all I can really ask for, you know? Nice. We're glad we're glad to give you yeah. whatever boost we can. You know what I mean? That uh, that player two bump. I don't know I if it exists. Love, man. Two just bump. the love. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's 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 all about We need love, to get those man. shirts made the, made. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the community, man. And I, I, I like you guys' stuff, man. I, I really do. I, I like I said, I was checking it out, man, and I, I was like, This is what I'm talking about. So I, I like you said, I enjoy the conversation, I enjoy the, the camaraderie and I need I want more conversations like this with people. Excellent, man. Feelings mutual. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. See ya.